Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. This is the greatest player to ever play the game of basketball. Go to Scotty, the effect that Russell has. West all alone, look at Russell come down. And what a play by Russell! The Celtics have just won their sixth consecutive championship. The eighth straight year. And the Celtics, they have done it again. Bill, this must have been a great win for you. Jack. I know it's hard to say what's in your mind right now, Bill. There isn't anyone here that has had as much fun as I've had in my life. I asked him, hey, Bill, why not let me have one of those rings that you can't wear? You understand? You know, and he uh, gave me that cackle of his. <laughs> <laughs> I have a great deal of love and affection for all the players that have played the NBA. That's the only reason why I wear this number. I couldn't be more proud of you than if you were my own friend. Personally, I think I had a lot to do with the respect that athletes are treated with. Bill Russell is the greatest winner that sports has ever known. He was my hero. He was my friend. You can do anything that you want to do, if you want to do it bad enough. This photo of Bill Russell that Nat Butler took with more rings than fingers to hold them. It's the image that comes to my mind when I think of the great Bill Russell. And Russell passed away on Sunday at the age of 88. He was a giant, an 11-time champion, synonymous with the Boston Celtics. He was a civil rights leader and the greatest winner, not just in NBA history, but in all of team sports and I could keep listing his accolades but even that can't encapsulate his profound impact on sports on racial equality on basketball and like so many of today's young fans I didn't actually get to see Bill Russell play live blocking shot after shot but that's the thing about an all-time great right his impact it touched everyone and it still does today so as he put it in his book and as the Wall Street Journal reminded me Russell he wanted to be viewed quote as a man and nothing more, just worthy of respect. And a statement put out on social media said that perhaps we will relive one or two golden moments that Bill Russell gave us. But it's, it's difficult, actually it's impossible to capture the lasting impact of Bill Russell in an hour long show. But today, on NBA Today, we're going to try. And with that, I would like to welcome in head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, a man who is no stranger to winning himself, one Mr. Doc Rivers. Doc, thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy schedule to be with us and remember Bill Russell. And I, I do want to start with that, the winning that I just talked about. We've seen the shots of the rings. We know the shot blocking. But to you, what set Bill Russell apart as a winner? Well, you know, Malika, first of all, thanks for having me on um, in this. You know, I don't know if this is a sad or joyous occasion that we can remember Bill Russell. Um, you know, I, I remember as a kid and we would argue uh, who's the best player. My dad would always say, if you don't start with Bill Russell, 
we're not having a conversation. Um, and, and he would he would never change from that. And he would always say that. He, he said, winning matters. Winning is the only thing matters. And, you know, I would say this about Bill, just being around him, especially when I was coaching in Boston, he never talked about himself. He always talked about team. He always talked about bringing others together. And he, he said something to me once, and he said it publicly before as well, is that, if you can only be great and no one else on your team can be great, mm. then you're not a winner. Uh, but if you can be great and leave room for each teammate to express themselves and be great, then you're going to win a lot of games. And I think that encapsulates what Bill Russell was all about. You're going to win a lot of games and you're going to win just a lot of days, a lot of moments, if that's the mentality that you have. Beyond basketball, you've been quoted, Doc, as saying that Russell stood up in times really long before it was commonplace for black athletes to do so. How do you think he paved the way for the activism that we're seeing now? Well, he was the pioneer of it. You know, him and Muhammad Ali and Arthur Ashe and, and uh, Jim Brown and, and, and more. Uh, but they did it in a time where you could actually lose your job. You could actually lose your life in the times that they were doing it, and they still did it. Uh, Bill Russell had to fight a lot of stuff. Racism, not just in Boston, but everywhere. Uh, they boycotted a game in Kentucky. People forget about that uh, because a restaurant wouldn't serve uh, all the black players. So Bill stood for so much more. I mean, it's, it's when you think about this, Malika, this guy won 11 titles. Yeah. He played 13 years with Boston. He was in the finals 12 times. Mm. Listen, I'm, I'm an NBA champion coach. I won one time. Uh, I've been twice. And understanding how hard it is to win, and he just kept doing it. Uh, but that, that picture with all those rings, to me, don't do it service because they don't show the two NCAA championships rings at San Francisco as high school championships his Olympic gold medals, all he did was win. He figured out the formula. Uh, you know, early on, I think he told us, he figured out that this is not a boxing match. This is a team match. Mm. Uh, and yet through all that, he still stood out more as a human being and as a person. That's hard to do. Yeah, and, and to that end, you've also said that without Bill Russell, I'm not coaching. And I, I know that there is a literal sense there, right, that when there, there were no black coaches in any major of the sports before Bill, but I found that in first, whether it's the first black person to do something or the first woman to do something, whatever it is, I see a bit of myself in that person that allows me to feel like I can do or be or share that space. What did you see in Bill that connected with you? But really the same thing, that, that you can be a coach, number one. Uh, you can be yourself, number two. And I thought Bill Russell was always himself. Mm. Uh, and you can fight with what's right. Um, whether it's popular or it's a popular opinion, you can always fight what you consider is to be right. And, and Bill did that. So by him doing that allowed each one of us that came after him, Lenny Wilkins uh, and a list of other black coaches, to do it. You know, right now I'm the longest tenured black coach in the NBA, and I don't take that lightly. I understand everything we do is watched, and every time we do something, it's criticized or critiqued. It may be a better word for it, mm. and that's okay. Uh, Bill always said stand up to it, live up to it, and, and that's what we're doing now. Well, speaking of being a championship coach, I do want to go back to your 2008 title team in Boston. and. From one legendary Celtic to another, I, I just want to revisit. It's an iconic interaction between KG and Bill Russell. Take a listen to this, Doc. I think that you're going to win at least two or three championships here. Okay? 
And if you don't, but I see you playing the way you should play, I'll share one of mine with you. This, this is a genuine friendship thing I'm talking about. But if you play the way you play and you dedicate yourself to doing it, they will come. And uh, I, you have no idea how proud I am of you. I couldn't be any more proud of you than I, I am of my own kids. I got my own. I got my own. I got my own, man. Thank you for everything, man. Thank you for everything, man. Thank you. I hope we made you proud, man. Thank you for everything, man. Kendrick Perkins joining us right. now as well. Uh, a little 2008 Celtics reunion in the house. Doc, I saw you nodding and smiling through that yeah. sound that we just heard. What did that bring up for you to relive that? Just a lot of great memories. And and what I, you know what I noticed when we wanted, and Perk, you can probably speak to this, and this is probably from Red Albach and then from Bill Russell. I've never seen a bunch of players like Tommy Heinsohn and Kuzi and Havel Tech and Jojo Wright and Bill Russell, they were as happy for us as if they had won it. Uh, and I think that was a taught thing from Red uh, through Bill that you give yourself to the team. Uh, you invest yourself in your team. And it was amazing seeing how emotional they were when we won. Mm -hmm. uh, it just taught me so much about winning and, and about the sacrifice you have to do to, to try to win. Park. Well, well, first of all, Malika, hey, look, don't have me crying on TV. I see my mentor die on here today. It's a good day. <laughs> but listen, here, here, here's the thing. One, looking at, listening and watching that interview, Doc knows Kevin, KG like, we, like I know him. And for Bill Russell, you know, to have KG attention the way he just did, KG was actually listening. KG was actually embracing the moment and hearing them out. KG actually almost got emotional as Bill Russell was talking to him. And you don't get that from Kevin Garnett a lot. Like, Kevin Garnett, you don't get his undivided attention. Now, Doc has, but I will say this. When you think about the, the great Bill Russell, I remember Doc used to always say, I'd rather perk you take charges than the block shots because all you're doing is blocking shots and they're going out of bounds. Mm. The great thing about Bill Russell is when he defended and he blocked shots, he kept them in play. It started fast breaks. It actually started to where he kept, they got the possession back. And when you talk about winning at the highest level, yeah. he is one of the most unselfish uh, uh, greats to ever play the game in my eyes. The true definition of what Doc used to always preach, losing yourself in the team. Well, uh, the Washington Post had a really wonderful column about how pivotal that was, that if you were able to block a shot inbounds, what that could do and what Bill Russell did in that way. But, Doc, what was Bill's presence? I, I, I feel like I, I still need to call him Mr. Russell. What was Mr. Russell's presence yeah. and influence like oh, from a God. mentorship standpoint with all the key members of the Celtics that did go on to win that 08 title? It, it was huge. It was huge to me from the beginning. You know, when I first got to Boston, Danny and I decided we were going to try to rebuild. And... You know, we were getting killed. Uh, we were getting criticized. We knew what we were at least trying to do. And Bill would often come into my office and just sit down and say, just hang in there. Uh, you just always call me young buck. I don't, I, <laughs> you know, to, 
thinking about me and Young Buck not going anymore, <laughs> but uh, for him I was, you know. But he, was, he would always say it. Right. He would just say, hang in there. And then, you know, when Burke was around him, he never – he just always talked about team winning. He just never talked about him. Mm. To get Bill Russell to, like, talk about how great he was was impossible. Mm. Uh, it really was. He just would talk about us and team – and he often talked about how many times you would have to put your arms around a guy and, and carry and bring them along. You remember that, Berkey? We showed the video of that. He said, sometimes one of your teammates may want to go the opposite way. And you have the responsibility to put your arms around them and bring them back in. Uh, he talked about that all the time. Yeah, and one other thing that I, I, I will share, my first year in Boston, I was golfing. With you know, you shocked about that person? Yeah, I was golfing with <laughs> no, no, I'm not. With, <laughs> with Havlicek and uh, Kuzi, and the whole round they kept talking about Bill Russell, and it, it struck me because a lot of times, and you guys have been around this game enough that when you're away from the star, the guys' teammates they talk about themselves more. They talk, but they all they did mm. the entire round was they kept talking about Bill Russell, and they they had him in this pedestal that was amazing even when he wasn't there and I just thought that spoke volumes about the type of person he was Perk when Bill Russell walked into a room what did you notice how he owned it no matter who was oh. in the room like he was himself and and wasn't apologizing for who he was and he was he was going to speak his mind he was going to voice his opinion and 90% of the time or maybe 95% of the time he was preaching the gospel i remember in 2004 when i first met bill russell i asked him for an autograph i didn't know that he didn't sign autographs and uh, and how he valued that. And he was like, young fella, listen, I don't usually do this, but I don't sign autographs. But here, here's my cell phone number. Let's have a relationship and let's talk. And you can reach out to me anytime yeah. you want. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I'm thinking in my head, I don't really want your telephone number. I don't know if I'm going to call you, but I do know that I want this autograph. And I didn't let him <laughs> leave out of that office. I didn't let him leave out of that practice facility until I got his autograph, and I still have it to this day. Well, you better take it. good care of that. It's, oh, it's rare. Doc, before we let you go, is there any other story that you think is important for our viewers to know? Guess you asked the question, when Bill Russell comes in a room, what happens? The room gets quiet. Mm. You know, there's very few people like mm. that. Uh, <laughs> I could be in the middle of a speech, and when Bill Russell walked in, or if Muhammad Ali walked in, and I guess right now for us, because I'll say this for you two young people, um, I guess if Barack Obama <laughs> walks in the office, the room's going to get quiet. There's very few people mm -hmm. that have that presence. Um, but for me, it's just what he stood for, Malika and Perk, and, and, and obviously the off the court, the on the court. Uh, but it was also all about relationship building. That's what he wanted. That's why he wanted to yep. give Perk the number. Even though that autograph's more valuable, <laughs> but, uh, right. I would I would offer right. this. The conversation might have been even more valuable. That's what made Bill Russell. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and Malika and Doc, you know what I always tell tell a group of kids when I go talk to them? Hmm. Do you want to be popular? Or do you want to be powerful? And that's what Bill Russell was. He was powerful. I'd rather be powerful than be popular.
Bill Russell. We need more Bill Russells in our game right now, for sure. We need more Bill Russells in our world right now. Doc, in our thank yes. you yeah. both so very much. I know both of you gentlemen have played for multiple organizations. I, I do think it's safe to say that today you are green. Thank you both so much for your time. We're going to continue our celebration of Bill Russell with more Hall of Famers standing by after this. I'm never going to live my life to get accolades or honors or anything. I've tried to live my life doing what I think is right and for the right reasons. And I think that I did okay. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. More than any athlete of his era, Bill Russell came to define the word winner. And yet, whenever someone looks up at all 6'9 of Bill Russell and asks, are you a basketball player? He says, no. He says, that's what I do. That's not what I am. I'm not a basketball player. I am a man who plays basketball. Bill Russell, the man, is someone who stood up for the rights and dignity of all men. And I hope that one day, in the streets of Boston, children will look up at a statue built not only to Bill Russell, the player, but Bill Russell, the man. Bill Russell can reflect with pride on helping change the culture of a sport and the course of our nation. Bill Russell being honored with the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is for people who have made an especially meritorious contribution to the security or national interests of the United States, world peace, cultural or other significant public or private endeavors. And Bill Russell certainly did that. And as former President Barack Obama said, today we aim to honor not only the basketball player that was Bill Russell, but also the man. And to help me do that, I'm now joined by two Hall of Famer reporters and journalists, chroniclers of basketball history, Jackie McMullen and Michael Wilbon. Thank you so much for being here. And, and Jackie, I, I want to start with you here. You joined the Boston Globe in 1982, and the way that Bill Russell trailblazed for Doc Rivers, like we heard about earlier, you did for a lot of us. You were the first female sports columnist in Boston Globe history. How did you first meet Bill Russell? Well, Malika, I was young. I was 24, maybe 25, and I was at the garden to do a story on teammates. And I'm patrolling the hallway, and there he is, 
the ultimate teammate, Bill Russell, and uh, as he walked down the hall, literally the seas parted because he was <laughs> Bill Russell. And I, I was standing next to a veteran uh, reporter from the Boston news media, and I said, wow, he, he would be great for my story. Do, do you think he would talk to me? And this particular gentleman, who I think probably had somewhat of an adverse history with Mr. Russell, said, no, he won't talk to you. He doesn't talk to anybody. He'll just sneer at you. Do, don't even bother. Well, Russ was close enough that he heard. He overheard and he turned. So now here I am. I'm approaching this person that I have idolized my young life growing up in Boston, mm. this very tall, bigger than life man. And I said, do you have a moment? And he said, yes, I do. I have all the time you need, quite loudly, loud enough for everyone to hear. He gave me a great interview and we got done. And I said to him, you know, you, you did that because of, of what that guy said back there, right? And he gave me one of those trademark cackles and he said, why, yes, I did. <laughs> and for me, that was the beginning of an amazing relationship that I've treasured all of my personal and professional life. Why, Julie. yes, I did. And I can hear that, that full-faced cackle just echoing in my head as you told that story. Uh, Michael Wilbon, thank you so much for spending some time with us. And I do want to get to Bill Russell, the basketball player, no doubt. By but the way, Malika, I can't follow that story from Jackie. That's, that is, <laughs> that's a showstopper. That's a mic drop story. I heard her tell it once before, and it's just, like, who has that? <laughs> that well, is. That's, that's the I'm highlight of a, of a lifetime, professional and personal, Jackie. Thanks for sharing that. I won't ask you to, to piggyback, but maybe no. maybe what I could ask you to do is, is you so beautifully touched on Bill Russell, the activist, last night when you were on SportsCenter. So I'm hoping that you can take a moment to tell our NBA Today audience about his presence off of the court. Well, it was an incredible presence, Malika. One of the stories that people are retelling, and I, I'd heard it some, some while ago, is when Medgar Evers, the civil rights leader, was assassinated in 1963, mm. um, Bill Russell was said then to have called the, the family and talked to his brother and said, you know, what can I do to help? And his brother said, you know, maybe you could give a basketball camp an integrated one here in the Deep South. 1963, wow. integrated basketball camp. That, that requires you to put your life at risk. Bill Russell, 1963, he's still at the top of his, he's at the apex of his career professionally. I mean, think about how many people would shy away from that now when there's almost, relatively speaking, no physical risk, physical risk, life for Bill Russell. And he did it. And he had this camp. And there's so many stories that people find out about. I, I was some years ago, you know, we talk about that, that, that great photograph from Cleveland. With, with, with all the people in it. And I like to try to find out if people under 50 can identify all the people in it. There it is. Mm. And, you know, for some of us, you know, the great Bobby Mitchell, for those of us in Washington, is there in the upper left. Um, and there's so many guys. I won't go through it now. Obviously, Muhammad Ali. And obviously, on the right, that's not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's Lou Alcindor. Mm. He wasn't Kareem yet. He's still in UCLA. And he's there at the request, the invitation. I'm sure Jackie knows the details of this better than I do of Bill Russell. That's why Kareem was there. And I think Kareem has even written about that recently in all the eloquent things Kareem has written. And so Bill Russell had the courage of his convictions. I mean, the same determination and stubbornness and fierceness that he fought Wilt with, you know, at, at, from seven to nine at, you know, at, at night. And by the way, those guys only played each other then with eight teams like 16 times a year or something crazy. He had to play Wilt. 
he had that same determination in his daily life, and he had to. Because the two hours that he played basketball were probably the easiest of his hours, mm. given what he had to deal with in the other 22. Um, and so it's just, um, I, I am in awe and always have been in awe of Bill Russell. And, and, and the older he got, the more I've been in awe to, to, to understand what he stood for and how he fought and how eloquent he was and the great intellect. It wasn't just the presence, the physical presence that was intimidating. It was the intellect. And I, I real briefly, I, the first time I met him, I couldn't even talk. I was here in Washington when he was visiting his great, 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 great friend, John Thompson, mm. in the office. And, you know, I, I, John knew me well enough to know I was young and he knew I was probably going to be awestruck and couldn't say a word. And he was right, silent in both cases. Um, but, but the man was even more impressive than the ball player. I know people find that hard to believe who don't understand the times that he endured, but I believe that. I, think I, I believe it as well, Malika. Yeah. And you know, one thing, Michael, you're, you're so right to really, for people to really understand when we're discussing Bill Russell is to discuss the times. Remember now, Bill Russell, is the OG. Bill Russell and, and Will Chamberlain were the first two superstars in the NBA, but they weren't paid like it. They mm -hmm. weren't treated like it. They weren't, people didn't even go to the games to watch them play half the time unless they were playing each other. And I think the thing that always just stunned me the most was here was Bill Russell, an incredible activist. You know, we talk about when Martin Luther King was assassinated. Remember, Bill Russell had a front row seat at Martin Luther King Jr.'s I have a dream speech. They were friends mm. and they were, they were close. And so now he's assassinated and, and Bill and Wilt are supposed to play each other in the NBA playoffs, uh, Wilt with the Philadelphia Warriors. And they're having discussions about whether they should play or not. And, and Russell doesn't want to play. He's too devastated. His friend has, has died. He doesn't want to play. And yet they come to him, the commissioner of the league, the mayors of the other cities, all these officials and said, we're concerned about rioting in the streets. We feel if you play, you're going to give these people a respite, something to just take their mind off this horrible tragedy just for a minute. And then, of course, what they did afterwards was pause and cancel the next couple of games so that both Wilt and Bill could go to Atlanta to honor Martin Luther King Jr. Now, this is against the backdrop of a city like Boston, where, mm -hmm. I, where I grew up, that had one of the most shameful racial histories. You, you can't argue that during, you know, during busing. It was a terrible climate in our city. And yet, its icon, its basketball icon was Bill Russell alongside Red Arback, both of whom were completely colorblind, who, unlike the city at that time, had the best record in terms of civil rights and diversity of maybe any professional sports team ever. They drafted the first black player. They fielded the first black starting five. Yeah. They hired the first black coach, which was Bill Russell. And so think about the climate within which he was operating under and how even then these people who loved him and cheered for him on Friday night were damaging and vandalizing his home on Saturday night. Mm. And, and the fact that he could handle all of that with the grace that he did is something that I admired the most, truly. And Jackie, just to put a postscript on that, it, it, it's, it's so true. I mean, the, the dichotomy. And in, in that setting, Bill Russell still had the courage to take difficult stands, like right. publicly joining the effort 
to desegregate Boston public schools. Mm, that's I mean, right. Bill, Bill didn't hide. I mean, at that point, he could have said, you know what? The city has turned. People are cheering for me and this team. No, no, no. He, he, he never did that. He never put himself above the, the greater good, obviously, for the team, but also a people. Um, right. And, and it's, it's just extraordinary that he that he had that 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 fearlessness um, is very much a, 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 a major part of who he was. Well, and Red Arbach's daughter, Randy, will be joining us in studio a little bit later in the show to share some more on some of those stories and memories that you're telling us about now. I, I do want to bring in our senior writer for Anscape, Mark Spears, because, Mark, you so beautifully penned an ode to just a lifetime phenomenon as an athlete, which you all can go read right now. It's on Anscape.com. But I do want to start there. We know that... On the court, we know what kind of made him great, but what constitute his makeup as a phenomenon in your mind? Well, uh, Dr. Harry Edwards, and when it comes to social activism in sports, I don't know if there's anybody greater than him. And he said he doesn't like to use the word never, mm. but in Bill Russell's case, he wanted to use never in the terms of there will never be anybody that like will be like him in terms of status, caliber, integrity, dignity, and intelligence. And he called him a generational giant. And so, you know, uh, Dr. Harry, he, he certainly was in, in, in a lot of pain yesterday, as, as the world was. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know if anybody could paint him better than Dr. Harry Edwards. I know that both uh, Wilbon and Jackie, you touched on Bill's lasting legacy when it comes to his very central role on the activism front. But, Mark, I, I want to spend some time on his impact on the Bay Area yeah. here. Uh, I grew up in Oakland. I went to a WCC school. Uh, he went to San Francisco. We all got to sort of see and feel that. And I know for me, I still felt his presence in the Bay Area in that way. Can you shed some light on that, Mark? Well, you didn't go to McClyman's. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm glad you didn't go there. Uh, no, he, he went to McClivids in West Oakland, obviously uh, went to the University of San Francisco where he starred with Casey Jones. And unfortunately, there were some things where um, uh, he passed away before he and USF could get on the same page. And hopefully he, the family will work everything out. Um, he averaged 20 points, uh, 20 rebounds. I went to a thing at the Oakland Marriott uh, Convention Center where they celebrated him about 20 years. 10 years ago, but I think my best Bay Area story that I heard about Bill Russell was that, do you know, did, you, did your parents, because my mom used to listen to Johnny Mathis's mm. Christmas album. Johnny Mathis was actually a rival of Bill Russell's in college in track and field in the high jump. So the 5'9 soul crooner actually beat Bill Russell in the high jump in college at a tournament at the University of Nevada, Reno. And Sat Sanders, the Celtics legend, told me that every time that the, the Celtics would go to L.A., they would go to Johnny Mathis's house. And all Johnny Mathis would do would rib Bill Russell mm. about how he beat him in the high jump. I wish I saw a tape or video of Johnny <laughs> Mathis, the 5'9 guy beating Bill Russell. But, uh, yeah, that, that's my favorite uh, Bay Area story. That's the story that comes up. I, have, I could do this all day. I have so many more questions for all three of you. Please don't go too far, but I am hearing that Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is just about ready to join us here on NBA Today to speak about the respect Bill Russell had for the game and for his peers. Don't go anywhere. That's coming up next. But the most important factor is respect. And basketball respect the man for his ability, period.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ladies and Welcome back to NBA Today. It's a sad day, but also one where we get to celebrate such a full, incredible life that touched so many. And we are so lucky to be joined now by just one of the greatest to ever do it. He's a Hall of Famer, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. For starters, oh, thank Kareem. Thank you so much. Nice yeah, to be with you. Absolutely. For starters, Kareem, I, I, I'd be hard pressed, really, to find someone that put in more work off of the court on activism front than you did. But I think we can both agree that Bill Russell, he paved the way for so many, yourself included here. What did Bill teach and show you? Well, he, he taught me uh, personally uh, that you don't have to uh, sacrifice what you want to say uh, as a man uh, from what you are invited to say as an athlete. Mm. Um, there's room for both in your life and uh, you should express yourself in both ways, uh, your profession and then uh, what you believe in and what is important to you as a human being and as a citizen. Those things uh, don't, don't have have to uh, not be able to coexist. We've all seen the unbelievable footage from the summit. It was in Cleveland. It was June 4th, 1967. What do you remember about that day and why you were there? Well, I just remembered that for me it was a chance to try to help uh, Muhammad Ali, who I admired so much and who his activism and uh, his ability to articulate the the issues of the day, you know, the Vietnamese War, you know, and uh, take a stance on that. Uh, I totally supported him on that, and uh, 
the servant gave me a vehicle uh, in which to express myself. And uh, it was the type of thing that uh, Bill was behind throughout his career. You know, you, you might have something that you're angry about, but you can't just express your anger. You have to express yourself uh, sensibly and uh, with, a, a with the possibility of some type of resolution. Uh, knowing that uh, that's what we have to work for. Uh, how do we resolve these things so that everybody wins? That, that's very important. So, uh, you know, Bill was 100% behind that approach and it, it enabled me to understand uh, what was important and uh, everything else was just emotion. The, the important things are uh, clear and plain and easy to see. I feel like today we're honoring a legend, a man who was larger than life, but in those quiet, private moments, behind the scenes, phone calls, conversations, what was it like to call Bill Russell your friend? <laughs> well, Bill liked to rib you a lot. Uh, <laughs> you know, he'd, he'd tease you about things that you could do and that you couldn't do. Um, I know for myself, I, I'd get on him about his golf game and I'd tell him how, how bad his golf game was and he never ever wanted to discuss that. You know, I told him that, uh, so the first part of it, uh, you're left-handed. How, how can you expect to, to dominate being uh, left-handed? And, you know, we'd laugh about that and, and move on. Gotta laugh about it and then sometimes you just need to move on. Grace, passion, joy. Those are yeah. all words that you have used to describe how Bill approached, not, not just basketball, but really life in general. And your former teammate, Magic Johnson, called Bill his idol. What was it about Bill's personality to you that is going to live on? Well, I, I, I think uh, Bill, the competitor, mm. uh, will, live, will live on forever. You know, his, what he uh, demonstrated on, on the court was uh, extraordinary, um, both as a leader uh, and uh, just as a guy, you like to see him do his thing, you know, the things he had to say uh, on, and the things that he did on the court, uh, you know, enabled his team to win uh, 11 world championships. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to see that happen again. No. So, uh, you know, that extraordinary uh, uh, contribution to the sport is one thing, and then his extraordinary contribution uh, as an activist is something else. I, I, I remember uh, back in, in the early 70s, uh, Jackie Robinson died. Bill was there. He was a, a, a pallbearer uh, for, for Jackie's uh, mm -hmm. funeral. Bill marched with Dr. King. I mean, you, if you look at any issue, Bill was on the right side of it and uh, showing us how to uh, say what we needed to say uh, without being strident and just uh, uh, trying to be angry with, without any purpose or, or uh, without any sense of compromise. Being on the right side of history so consistently, 
what you were just saying, that, that gave me goosebumps. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. And Kareem.substack.com, you wrote an incredible story. You really are such a poignant writer about the man that you knew for 60 years in Bill Russell. I would encourage all of our viewers to go and to read that story. Thank you so much for your time, sir. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, they got also have to check out uh, Chuck D's uh, illustration uh, of the man. It, it's, mm. uh, it's worth looking at. It, it's certainly something. Coming up still on NBA Today, Randy Arbach joins the show to share about the special relationship Bill Russell and the Celtics coaching legend Red Arbach I've never had. been there before, and I've never seen the Celtics play. But when I arrived in Boston, I had a friend waiting for me. And that was right our back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I went to Boston, I had never been there before, and I'd never seen the Celtics play. But when I arrived in Boston, I had a friend waiting for me, and that was Red Auerbach. Basketball is a team game. If you have the ability to have fondness for each other, that takes care of a lot of ills. Sure, I, I know it doesn't take the place of talent, but you get both, and you got an uh, unbeatable situation. Well, I think I would have been successful, but I don't think I would have been as successful for any other coach. And I never felt like I was working for Red. I always felt we were working together. Welcome back to NBA Today as we continue to remember and celebrate the life, the basketball, the work of Bill Russell. And now I'm joined once again by Mark Spears and an incredibly special guest, Mark, Randy Arbach, the daughter of the legendary Celtics head coach, Red Arbach. Randy, thank you so, so much for being here, for just sharing a sliver of the stories that you have about Bill and your father. And I, I wanted to start there, if, if we could. Your dad coached Bill Russell for 10 years. They won nine championships together, but their relationship, it went so far beyond what we saw on the court. What stories stand out to you? I, I think that their, their, their friendship was a universal friendship. And I think um, it, it just went beyond anything in terms of, you know, uh, touchy-feely or, or verbalizing. They just knew they had each other's back. And uh, as my dad was, you know, getting, getting older and not, not very well, 
he Bill would call and they would check in and it's a lot of grunting, you know, how you doing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that type of thing. And uh, Bill and, and his wife, uh, Marilyn, drove cross country and they stopped to see, mm. see him. And, and he was with his cane and he, Russ came in and they chatted and as they left, my father walks him out, you know, gets up with the cane and says, don't fall. You don't want to fall at this age. And Bill kind of took it in and later realized how it was a metaphor for take care. And that was the last time they really had, had uh, seen each other. And so it was a very poignant, poignant moment. It seemed like they just spoke the same language, had this unspoken, could look at each other and understand what they were thinking and saying from talking to you. And, and yeah, when, yeah when, when your father retired uh, as the head coach of the Boston Celtics, he named Bill Russell as his successor, yeah. making him the first ever black head coach of any major sports team, not just of basketball. And that was in 1966. So what did your dad share with you about the decision that he made there? Well, he, he was very concerned for, for Bill's you know, future. And I think uh, Bill would not be able to play for any other coach. He had, you know, some of his coaches were not as, as in sync, let's say, uh, you know, his college coach or the big coach. And he and my father had a, a, just a great rapport and understanding, and I, I think my father felt that Russell still had playing time, and nobody would be able to coach Bill better than Bill, you know, if, if not for himself. And so uh, he offered Bill the the job, and I think Bill thought about it, didn't didn't immediately, you know, jump. Oh yes, I, and I think uh, equally, Bill realized that it wasn't a gift. It was how to how to keep how to keep the the quality of the team, and and they were a team. I mean, they were. It wasn't uh, Russell was the, the leader, but it, it was a team. It was a family, and, and at that time, trades were not as prevalent. So you had a lot of players that played their whole careers together, from Kuzi and the Jones boys and Satch and and Havlicek, and they they all played together. It was a family. It was. Um, and it, it, it did extend off the court. Yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah. wanted to ask you, I know you're, you're still close with the Russell family. You yes. talked to his daughter, Karen, uh, yeah. Karen yesterday. Tell, tell me about that conversation that you had with her and how well, close the family, you guys are like sisters. We're right? like sisters, yeah. We call ourselves sisters from another father. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Because we have the same shared sense of, of um, experience and um, depth of knowledge. And uh, I, I just wrote Karen, and I said, no words. And she wrote back, yeah. And we, we spoke afterwards. And I said, you know, remember, you're, you're losing two people. You're losing Bill Russell, the icon, and you're losing your dad. Mm. And you have to be able to integrate that on your terms. And I, I felt that certainly when my dad died, and, and not to the extent that, you know, Karen is, I mean, Bill's an icon. And, in so many, so many worlds, and uh, you have to come to, to terms with that. It's it's hard. It's very hard because it, it's your dad. It's it's personal, and yet he represented so much to so many. And yeah. you have to allow those people in. You know, you want to you want to be private. You want to hold on to that, but you have to to understand that he represented much more. 
it's a private morning, yeah. and then there's also the morning of a legend that exactly. so many people felt that they had a piece of in the basketball world and, and, and beyond. Absolutely. Randy, thank you so much for oh, just sharing God. a fraction of the stories that you <laughs> have <laughs> about your father and Bill Russell. Thank, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. NBA Today will be thank back you. after this. Thank you. Great. We've spent the majority of the last hour talking about Bill Russell, the person, and rightfully so, but also he was the ultimate winner. This is his proverbial trophy case, if you will. Take a look. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Bill Russell passed away yesterday at the age of 88. His legacy will live on forever.